Your jigs are so perfect. <laughs> Welcome back to Hork. <laughs> Welcome back to Horror Cats and Witch Hats with Izzy and Katie. Uh, thanks, thanks for being back here. We appreciate it. It's gonna be a fun topic today. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy March. Andy turned thirty-one. <laughs> Old man. Not really. Yeah. No. No. But nonetheless. How's uh how's everything in North Carolina? It's it's going well. Our yeah. weather is warm. It's cloudy, but it's warm. Uh, uh, I have Our found... weather can't Our weather can't decide what it wants to do. It's cold one week and then it's really hot and sunny the next week, and then it's cold and it snows. <laughs> That's what I hear. My mom was like, We were trying to play pickleball, but it was windy and then it would snow and then it would stop and then it would get windy and it would snow and then it and then it was sunny but still snowing it makes no sense here i have found an obsession with a she's a youtuber but i watch her videos through facebook and her name is uh i think it's bailey soroyan or something like that but she Mm. does makeup and murder or murder mysteries. Oh, oh, I watched those videos and she's doing her makeup while she explains yes. the Yeah, those are awesome. I know. I it's just a black hole for me. I'm like, oh, this is only a ten minute video and then four hours later I'm like another I'm scaring one? Andy and right another now. One? I've like I've been on a true crime kick, so I've been watching like all the documentaries and everything on Netflix and everything like that that I can because I I've always been curious about this and like like I watched the Night Stalker on Netflix. Oh, finger kissing it was so well done i really enjoyed that one uh i watched the ted bundy files and stuff like that um off obviously hotel uh, cecile um which is still the craziest story have you but seen I've also... sorry mm. i'm gonna interrupt you no, for no, a you... second no no you you go you've seen the horror movie dark water right correct um, yeah hotel cecile and yes. dark water have very similar storylines for the asian yes. woman that dies so uh her name is elisa lamb uh, thank <laughs> I, you i know i way forgot too her much name. about this i know way too much about this uh dark water actually came out before elisa lamb's death i know so don't t- hold on don't talk about it because i actually want to watch that movie so we'll talk about them together oh i was just gonna say so people think that uh elisa lamb's death is based off of dark water in certain ways no oh, yeah like there's links um similarities but they're yeah they're not officially associated in any way (laughs) no no Um, but it's very coincidental because uh again uh so hotel cecile is off of skid row and they were having a tuberculosis outbreak i believe it was and the the like code name of i can't remember if it was like the vaccine or something i should do my research on this before i'm talking about it but it was literally called the uh the elisa lamb um if you are really interested in that, go listen to Morbid, a true crime podcast. Yes. Uh, I have been since last time we talked about it. <laughs> okay, good. I I'm on like episode a million of theirs, <laughs> but again, I'm scaring Andy with this. They do a really good talk about Elisa Lamb. I think it's one of their Ash centric ones. Um, mm. But it's a good one. But they don't reference that movie at all, and I was like, how could you not reference it? Um, but maybe I think it's because could... people try to like separate those two because they're like they don't think that has a connection at all in any way because Dark Water was done first, but you never know. Um, I mean, I get that like it's not proven or anything, but it's just interesting. But anyways, we digress. But yes, I like the true crime stuff. Um, I've been listening ha- to <laughs> Dungeons and Daddies also, but they only come out with one episode <laughs> a month. The best name ever. <laughs> Go listen to it. Oh my gosh, it Daddies. is so good. It needs like a sexy girl intro. Dungeons and daddies. <laughs> it's even better that it's just like thirty something guys, thirty something year old guys, oh, shit, and that's one a lot of guys. Oh, oh okay. doing it. But um, um, I, ha- I have one more thing to add about true crime. Um, I have recently been become mad obsessed with this band that writes their songs about serial killers and murderers. Um, so like they have a song about Jim Jones and uh, Richard Ramirez. They have one about Columbine shooting. Um, and they're called, their name is, well, her name is Skinned. It's S-K-Y-N-D. I am mad obsessed. They only have seven songs out. I had no every single word to every single song. I 
I want to dress up like her. I plan on dressing up like her. Actually, two of my friends and I want to all dress up in different outfits of hers and go do like a photo shoot because she's so beautiful and her voice is just amazing and she uses auto-tune in the craziest way and she fluctuates the tones. It's perfect. And she is making a name for herself and kind of as kind of like a woman in the metal scene um, or the metal genre of stuff. Oh, I'm so obsessed, dude. It's a problem. Like, <laughs> like it's constantly just on repeat over and over and over and over again. And like every time we go and play dungeons, uh, we we go do our Star Wars D and D. Um, the crew that we we play D and D with, they're the ones that showed this to me. And so normally we get there and they put on all the music videos. And the music videos are extravagant. They're beautifully made. They're put together well. My favorite song of theirs is about Tyler Headley. If you know who he is at all. Oh. Anyways, pick your favorite one, and we will link it in this week's episode. On our, I do Tyler Headley one hundred percent. Tyler Headley, do you know that story? Probably, but I don't. Okay, really quick, I can tell it in a really fast story. He this kid decided to take three uh, three pills of ecstasy, and then he killed his parents with a hammer. He like bashed their heads in, and then Then he he threw a party, threw like a massive rager party for his school, and. uh and the cop showed up the next morning because he was like gloating about it and showing it off and people weren't believing him. And so he took his best friend out to the room and showed him his dead parents. And like people started leaving because then they heard it was like real and shit. And they he got arrested the next morning. Again, Morbid does a great <gasps> episode for that one too. I Okay, I need to go searching for these. I just need to listen to that more oh. often because so, apparently I'm not listening enough. I'm obsessed with this too much. <laughs> yes. So the reason that I really like and will promote Morbid if you're a true crime person is because uh, Elena specifically does the deepest research into these that I have like heard anywhere else. She will buy subscriptions to local newspapers and she gets, uh, I don't know, she just, she does a really good job getting all the information. Um, yeah. But yeah, they do a really good episode for that too. So like I said, I don't recognize the name, like I recognize the names, but I can't put them. But as soon as you talk about the story, I'm like, oh yeah, little details. No, I totally get that. Are you watching, besides like true crime docuseries, are you watching anything else? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finally trying to finish The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's taking me so long. Um, That's how I feel about Supernatural. I'm working my way through yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I literally just started rewatching it again. Well, not rewatching it, but starting where I left off yesterday. Um, but... I'm trying to think of we we watch um we watch Master Chef is that what it is? Anyways, we watch a Gordon Ramsay Master Chef show or something like that. One of those ones. Um, I've been trying to just kind of go through and watch random like horror movies that I don't know about or stuff like that, just for fun because there's some weird ones out there that like you've never heard of. I did just finish Bridgerton. I'll admit this. I did just finish Bridgerton. It was really good. <laughs> I. I have a list a mile long of things I want to watch, um, but I just caught up on Killing Eve. I hadn't watched that before. Carrie and Bill love that show. Is it really good? And it's good. I because I really like Sandra O. Oh. Um, yeah. And then her villain of that show is really complicated. Like I'm a fan of the complicated evil person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I haven't really. Oh, I finished Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I still need to finish that. I haven't done Ugh. that one. When you finish Andy it, got, let's do Andy it. I got tired of it, so I stopped watching it. Magicians. Caught up on Magicians. I, it sounds so bad. I'm fighting myself on rewatching Buffy again. Uh, oh, me too. I really, I have really been craving watching Charmed. Well, now that we've talked about our lives, hopefully you're watching something fun. What are you guys watching? Tell us what you're watching. Tell us if you have any good shows that you think we should watch or we would like. Or podcasts or quizzes on our true crime, I guess. Yeah, I don't know a lot. but or Oh, if you go listen to Skinned, let me know. Let me know if you fall in love with this girl because I'm mad for her. We should actually get into our podcast, though. You know what our topic is about this time. Normally, the last time we had done our second part, we said we were going to do current events, but uh, we did life current events this time. Um, And the other current event is that it was just St. Patrick's Day, which segues us into our series for this month. I love being Irish. 
that is the <laughs> Leprechaun series. What else do you watch on 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 St. Patrick's Day when you can't go have a St. Patrick's Day parade or anything like that? The Disney I miss version going out of the Luck of the Irish, obviously. Oh, we totally watched that actually. <laughs> we are gonna actually. There's eight movies in the Leprechaun franchise, That's and so it's not really a series; it's an anthology because none of them are actually related, really, except for right one and eight. But we'll talk about that later. Um. So what we're going to do is do a special two-parter. <laughs> we will do the original six this episode. And next original. week, oh. <laughs> we'll give you the remakes, the two remakes that we'll talk about. Yes. Uh, so this episode is going to focus on the OG movies. And we'll talk about the folklore of Leprechauns. And then next week, we'll actually get into all the movies and that kind of background fun yeah stuff. yeah yeah so to kick us off the original leprechaun series came out with four movies like back to back to back every year um starting in 93 and then 94 95 96 and then they took a tiny break and they came out with two more in 2000 and 2003 I'm sure they were trying to stop it after the fourth one because the fourth one was, I mean, they're not the best movies at all, but like the fourth one was still rough. And then in 2000, they're like, yeah, let's do this again. So these movies, like she said, um, they're a special kind of horror genre. <laughs> they are a comedy they're horror. Really like they're the ones that are so bad that they're good in a way. <laughs> well, so like, this entire film is is like done well the first one at least is filmed at like one single house and like a tiny little store and so i feel like they spent all of their money on his makeup specifically um i'm gonna jump ahead just because you said that a little bit uh the first leprechaun actually won an award Um, oh yeah yeah it was the the fangoria awards oh i'm sorry it was nominated for best makeup effects yeah, so it was not uh it was the Chainsaw Awards in 1993 and uh the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards and they were nominated for the best makeup but they also were they they did win um worst film. So, yeah, you know, tells you. <laughs> There's that. How they kicked it off. Um I did feel like even though it's classified as a horror comedy now, I felt like while I was watching it the intent for the first movie specifically was that it was not meant to be a comedy. Um, but it was written to be like a traditional horror, I guess. And after doing some research, I found out that that was actually the intent. <laughs> the director for the first one, Mark Jones, had written it to be a traditional horror movie. But then uh, Warwick Davis, who plays the leprechaun, oh, yeah. he, if I remember this correctly, he is the one who's kind of like, wow, maybe we could kind of put a comedic twist with the leprechaun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. That he is so funny. Yeah. Warwick so they, David, he's such a wonderful actor. They went back and reshot some things with his little comedic twist, which to me works because having a like an evil leprechaun and taking it seriously doesn't work for me personally. <laughs> Not fully because leprechauns are always known to be somewhat of tricksters, and so. Like, do you remember at school when we when we used to have like totes at school, tote trays? <laughs> and it was like it was it was St. Patrick's Day and you'd come into school and all of a sudden all your stuff's everywhere and, and the teachers are like, Oh, the leprechauns, they came and messed with your stuff. Like you didn't leave them any gold or anything. <laughs> do you remember those? Yes, and I'm gonna talk about this later, but based off folklore of leprechauns, um, it's really kinda twisted that we get our kids involved with leprechauns <laughs> but we'll get into that later uh um, so yeah uh yeah so the like i said the first one is just called leprechaun it came out in 1983 even though i think you started writing it in 85 um, jesus that's a long time as we've talked about before if it doesn't tell you what kind of movie it was expected to be it came out in january so our b-rated yeah, and it's and it's a leprechaun movie you would think it would come out in march you would hope it would come out in March. <laughs> well, no, they want you. They want to put it out in January so that it's for sale in March, so people can buy it. Gosh, oh, that's okay, like putting sorry, movies I... out in 
uh, like August, September, so that it's for sale come December. I guess you're right. That's fair. But it was directed and written by Mark Jones. Um, Go Jones clan. What, what? (laughs) (laughs) The main star is Jennifer Aniston. This is her first feature film, and she did this the year before Friends. She, I'm sure, I'm sure this is exactly how she got discovered for Friends, but she, she's beautiful in this movie. She's always beautiful. She, to this day, she defies aging, but I think she's a witch. I think she's a witch. (laughs) I liked her murder mystery movie that she did on Netflix with Adam Sandler. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Oh, I haven't. It's a good one. Um, but she is really good in this movie because she plays the part she was given is a very one-tone feminine character she's like Mm -hmm. this rich girl who gets moved to the desert or something and is all like i want my salad and evian water but then she meets this handyman guy and pretends like she can rough it with the guys because she's a badass Um, but then she ends up some house taking on the leprechaun and it's really cool with what she did given yeah. what she was given uh like we said earlier the leprechaun was played by warwick davis if you don't know that name he is the, oh you know that name the main <laughs> character from yeah if you don't know that name probably just turn off the podcast i'm just kidding yeah you should no but for real you may not know the name but you know the characters you know characters he's been in everything i swear uh if you've seen willow He's the main character Willow. for Willow. Willow! I love that movie so much. Hit the finger. Uh, he's Griphook and Professor Flitwick in the Harry Potter series. He's in Star he's Wars. A, technically, he's, he plays R2-D2 in Star Wars. He's in Ewok. Um, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He you, can also see, you can also see him in... Oh, actually, it's in one of the. It's in Leprechaun Two that you see him as himself in the background playing a slot machine. <laughs> in the Fun first fact. one, he's also seen in the background with his wife having lunch at a diner or something like that. What? I missed that part. The only other person of note that I put down for this is Mark Holton, and only because he, uh, he plays Ozzy. Yeah, that's his character's name. But he is in Pee-wee's Grand Adventure. He's like the mean guy that breaks his bike. And I recognized him from that. He's in other stuff, but that's what I recognized him from. (laughs) (laughs) Love that you're the one that recognizes him from Pee-wee's Grand Adventure. The other thing that I noted about Mark Holton's character, Ozzy, is he wrote in these two characters that are like the main ones from Of Mice and Men. Um, Oh, man. So Lenny is, I, th- I think his name is Lenny. He's the guy that he's so big and lovable, but he accidentally kills a yep. puppy and all that jazz. Um, he that's just kind of, wants to love it, but he loves it too rough. Yeah, that's kind of what Ozzy yeah. made me think of. Cause that he, book broke my heart. His, <sighs> his little kid friend is like, when they find the gold, he's like, we could get your brain fixed. And he's like, my brain? It's not, yeah, there's so nothing confused. wrong with my brain. Um, it's like well it's really heartbreaking in this movie (laughs) yeah um but then he also we'll talk about this next episode too but he is in the 2018 leprechaun returns as ozzy again oh for this but we're gonna give really short synopses for these movies because there's not a whole lot to them um but like we said jennifer Aston's character moves to this country house small town type area and they stumble upon a leprechaun and basically this whole movie is just giving jones interpretation of the leprechaun as a conniving murderous goldmonger yeah he's a evil sadistic leprechaun that basically goes on a killing rampage to um, find his beloved gold that was taken from him years before well technically one from him from a guy that captured him but like taken still (laughs) as we'll learn later the rules are malleable in leprechaun world (laughs) that's right um but also like you said to be fair his gold was stolen 
Um, and people have killed for a lot less than 100 gold coins. <laughs> so in the first movie, because um, I was trying to figure out if they like have special leprechaun coins or if they use like human money. Um, what would you imagine a leprechaun coin to look like? <laughs> well, they're fairy. Or I mean, like if goblin. If they so okay, okay, whatever. I pictured I a shamrock. Less coins and more like they do in Charmed, where it's just like a chunk of gold. <laughs> yeah, like nuggets, little like gold nuggets. Yeah, little gold nuggets. That would make more sense. It would just make more sense. Yeah, I think. I agree. But, um, but in this movie. They use the, you see the Spanish silver dollar or an eight reels, which is from 1806 Mexico City. And they started circulating in the American colonies until the 1850s. That'd be really cool to have a coin like that. So in this movie, the leprechaun is nameless. I don't even think he gets a name until the origins movie i think he's just called leprechaun i'm pretty sure he well you never because people will ask him they're like who are you and he's like i'm the leprechaun i'm wondering never actually get a name i'm wondering if it's kind of like a demon thing where if you know their name you like have a special power over them so they just don't give their name like rumpelstiltskin yeah um they probably come from the same species stiltskin uh sidetrack the guy who did this movie Day, not Davis, Davis Jones. He oh. also did a Rumpelstiltskin movie. But anyways, so as we said, the Leprechaun I bet it's is terrible. <laughs> uh, anyways, the Leprechaun is nameless. <laughs> but the things that you do learn about the Leprechaun in this movie, um, the powers that I could remember him having when I watched it, included uh, he can mimic pre- people's voices perfectly. And then he can throw his voice. Uh, he's got telekinesis, so he can like move stuff around. Uh, and he's really great at polishing shoes. Well, I, they're they're known for their shoes and making the shoes. And um, his he's also like strong. Uh, he's carnivorous, like he eats people's ears and eyes and whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> bites off their fingers. And he seems to be indestructible unless you have certain things. Finger eating good. Sorry. His weaknesses are shoes. Um, they like throw shoes at him to distract him. And he's like, oh no. And he he's runs like around cleaning and like, them. polishes them. <laughs> yeah. um, it's probably the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think he, this particular leprechaun in the first one had some ADD going on. Because when he breaks into the house to look for the gold, he like gets so sidetracked. And he's like, oh, lucky charms. And then he's like, oh. Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Gold things. That's ADHD kids over here. Yeah. And he just, he like goes off on these little things all the time. Um, but seriously, his weaknesses. Four leaf clovers. Yeah. Uh, for this movie specifically, they say like you have to have four leaf clovers on his persons or. A on, freshly plucked. On the box that he's trapped in or something. Like it's his mm-hmm. kryptonite. And then they put him in a well. They shoot a four-leaf clover into his mouth, and then they burn him, and he falls down the well. But I Mm -hmm. was wondering if fire itself is a weakness, or if, like I said, with kryptonite in Superman, once he gets kryptonite, he becomes vulnerable to human things. Um, So I'm wondering if that's the same with them. Like, as soon as he had that four-leaf clover exposed, his body became more, less immortal more mortal and that's why fire had an effect on him but i guess he like didn't really die because at the end you hear him say i'll not rest till i have me gold curse this well that me soul shall dwell till i find me magic that breaks the spell okay i got it god damn the lucky charms guy get it i'll not rest till i have me gold (laughs) curse this well that me soul shall dwell Till I find the magic that breaks the spell. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Hire me. Lucky Charms. (laughs) General Mills. Um, Thank you. We sincerely apologize to all of our Ireland listeners. (laughs) Yeah, no, we love you guys. Please don't hate us. We absolutely love you guys. Like, this is not... 
we will never try we're making fun of the movie we're just making fun of the movie (laughs) um but that's another power he has he's this uh great rhymer he does rhymes randomly he has perfect little little uh yeah little poem kind of deals little riddles little riddles but that's basically all you get from the first movie now that we've got number one under our uh, belt, I almost said blanket. <laughs> Leprechaun number two, 1994. Alternative title is uh, One Wedding and Lots of Funerals. Because <laughs> a lot of people die and Leprechaun wants to get married. <laughs> That's the whole movie it, right there. It really Say is. No more. <laughs> um, so uh, Rodman Flender directed the movie. And of course, it still stars Warwick Davis. Thank God. Um, I don't know who else you would probably get to play a leprechaun half as good as he does, though. Just he saying. commits. He does, and he's he's great at it. Um, you still don't get a name though. He's still just the leprechaun. And it is a different leprechaun than the first one. The movie is set in a different time period. the The rundown of the movie of Leprechaun Two is uh, you're gonna get a little more idea of uh, the leprechaun because he searches for a bride in L.A. And uh, apparently, the leprechauns take a human bride every thousand years who sneezes thrice, three times. You have to sneeze three times, which is really bad for me because my sneezes come in threes all the time. What I find is that they cheat and he like makes her sneeze. He's like, wow, I really like you. So it's not just like if you happen to sneeze three times. It's if he wants you and makes you sneeze three times. (laughs) Okay, so maybe I'm safe because I'm not blonde. Um, But it turns out this leprechaun turns a thousand on St. Patrick's Day and- I don't know if that means all leprechauns. I wonder if I wonder if leprechauns are only born on St. Patrick's Day, but different years. Maybe that would be interesting. Well, I don't know, but um, they're human. They're basically human slave owners. Like they take the she take or he takes the bride, but like puts a chain around her neck, basically, like a collar. Well, that and he has a slave at the beginning. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, so this guy's so fucking petty. This is what happens, right? So it opens up and he's got this male slave. And then he's like, I'm going to find me a wife and then I'll let you be free. And this dude's like, okay, you do oh, you. Oh, yeah, because they're walking and it's his daughter. And then, and that's right. And then he's like, all right, I want that chick to be my bride and you'll go free. Turns out it's his slave's daughter. And he's like, no. So then he ruins it for him. So then this leprechaun bitch waits 1,000 years and then hunts down the descendant of the woman that he initially tried to marry. And then gets her. Or kidnaps her or whatever for the storyline. And then she gets saved by her boyfriend and they get away. But that's the level of petty we're dealing with. <laughs> um, did, you, did you notice her acting was incredibly hilarious? The whole... I mean, none of the acting is great, but... The only <laughs> notable person in... The movies after the first one is Warwick Davis. Everyone else just like blends in to the background. So, the, so the only thing I notice is when the the girl, the bride that he wants, that Warwick Davis wants to marry, when she speaks, she does not blink. Her eyes stay open the entire time. But uh, you also find out some new powers that Leprechaun has in this one. He can create illusions, so he can. Uh, he, he, he. This was actually probably one of my favorite kills was the, the lawnmower. He convinces a guy that he's seeing this girl that he wants to be with. And she's like, come on, come kiss me. And in reality, he kisses a lawnmower blade. It was great. Um, uh, he also grants three wishes to whoever traps him. So a leprechaun. I think I've, I think I've heard that folklore, folklore before. That's really hard to say. Do you uh, think it's three wishes in addition to taking him to his pot of gold, or is one of the wishes the pot of gold? That is a damn good question. I that couldn't. I don't find, have the answer to. Yeah, I couldn't find anything specific stating. The, the thing with the witches, wishes, you have to word them very specifically and not leave room for any sort of interpretation at all, or else the leprechaun will one hundred percent take advantage of that and ruin your life. <laughs> so that made me think of Charmed. Because uh, they have the genies, and they're like, yeah. you have to be very careful with genies because they'll find whatever loopholes they can. Like, you mm-hmm. wish for a million dollars, and then your uncle will die, and you'll inherit his money or something. But that's basically what the leprechauns do. Because the guy's like, I want a pot of gold. And so he's like, okay. And the leprechaun gives him his pot of gold, but 
It's in his stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Thinking of Charmed, because you brought up Charmed, I love the way that they travel with their sticks and... <laughs> they call the rainbow. That's how they travel yeah. between... But they, like, I... live in a different... They live in a different plane. Realm. Yeah. Um, but I think in this movie, the leprechauns live on our Earthal plane. But he, like, teleports there. I just, I don't know. Just like, does he like evaporate? I don't know. I can't remember. I I have no idea, but uh, I don't know. So he also has some weaknesses that you get to see, uh, like God bless you. Yeah. So the girl, when she sneezes, her boyfriend starts to say God bless you, but before he can finish the blessing, as it were called, he gets strangled by telephone cord, which makes me wonder if that is like a protective blessing. Oh, and um, it, like, breaks that or something? Yeah, so he wouldn't have been able to take those three into effect. And also iron. But apparently iron is just ruthless to all monsters at this point, as you learn in Supernatural. Because <laughs> iron fights against ghosts. It fights against, um, what is it, Jin or something like that? Basically, just always have iron, pure silver, and salt on you, and you'll be okay. Yeah, oh, and 100%. the blood of a dead man, but you know, no yeah. worries. <laughs> it's fine. That one's easy to get, right? Supernatural teaches us a lot. Yeah. I I so I was going to ask you cuz I like I said I haven't watched all of them. I'm on like season 10. Do you remember if they encounter leprechauns? But yes, there is a leprechaun episode. Clap your hands if you believe. It talks about fairies and leprechauns and that kind of stuff the powers are basically the same uh, reality mm -hmm. warping so illusions there's not really invisibility in this movie uh super strength invulnerability except for iron because that's like a fairy thing which we'll talk about later um, but he says it's mostly painful it doesn't really kill them teleportation and magic hmm. cool that's so interesting sorry for that little um, sidetrack we just took yeah <laughs> supernatural man they cover everything anyways so leprechaun 3 comes out in 1995 it does not have a cool side name um <laughs> this one and the remaining leprechauns go straight to video or dvd they oh yeah or video because it's 95 they don't come out into theaters which i found interesting H S. sorry <laughs> because uh -huh. in all of the lists that i found that rated these eight movies from best to worst leprechaun three was labeled the best on every single one that i looked at um i think it's because it's also the one that's played the most on tv in general so yeah i, th I thought that that was interesting that it got rated the best uh yeah. it was directed by brian trenchard smith who is i think if i am saying this right the only one who directed more than one because he did three and four Again, Warwick Davis plays the nameless leprechaun. And in this one, it starts out with the leprechaun being stone. And this guy, like, hauls it in to a pawn shop. And it has this yeah. medallion around his neck. And he tells the pawn shop owner not to take off the medallion. But, of course, he does because he's a pawn shop owner. And the leprechaun comes alive from stone. Let's be real. All he cares about is that medallion. He doesn't want the stone leprechaun-looking thingy. And... To be honest, I would have been perfectly happy with an entire movie of just the leprechaun and this pawn shop owner. They were so great together. Like it Their scenes really were awesome. Um, but they are in Las Vegas. Somebody gets a hold of one of his coins of gold and it gets passed around a bunch of people in the casino who make these wild wishes. And uh, he gets beaten at the end. The powers that you learn, uh, the coin comes with one wish. So if you catch a leprechaun, you get three, but the coin itself is worth one wish. So if you have a pot of gold, you get 90 wishes. Get 100 wishes. wishes. Or 100. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. 100. 100 wishes. Um, but again, you have to word it. But also, I think that was just a trap that leprechauns put on their coins to be able to find them. Because for you to wish for a coin, the leprechaun goes instantly, there's my coin. That's where he my magic is. It's like he can smell it out. And then he just comes and kills you and uses yep. your wishes against you. Yeah, 100%. Um, you also learn that if you get bitten by a leprechaun, you turn into one. 
Um, if you're yeah, a man, that one I thought was weird. I guess it doesn't really work for women because there's no female leprechauns. That's rude. Weaknesses are other leprechauns. They do not share, so having two in the same space is bad for one of them. They're like two-year-old children. The medallion is a weakness, but they never go into that, really. Like, they don't talk about the medallion itself, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there's something really cool about it that I failed to look up. But I'll dig more into it and try and talk about it for the next movies. And... I guess if you get bitten by a leprechaun and then you burn all of his gold, it destroys him and you turn back into a human if you don't have so, your own pot of gold. So melt all his pot of gold and make a crown. So, yeah. <laughs> that was that movie. Um, basically, each movie just builds on itself and says humanity is trash. People only and want they just money, power, and yeah. sex. <laughs> like every man <laughs> in this movie was like sex, power money oh mm -hmm. it was rough well and all the f the females were guys and some guys a and a guy <laughs> i want to look pretty mm -hmm. i want to I, li I like how they specifically make the girl that wishes that she was pretty looks terrible her boobs are down to like her middle stomach and, and like so, her butt is super saggy <laughs> that was my favorite kill i forgot to say that for this First set of six, my favorite kill was hers because she wishes to look 20 again. She doesn't by any no. means. But the leprechaun is like, oh, okay, here's your big boobs. Here's your here's your big ass. Here's your big lips. Tightened. And she like blows up and starts to look very, uh, oh, Nicki Minaj. And then, it, but it just keeps going <laughs> and going and going. And then she explodes. So leading us into leprechaun four. Uh, Leprechaun 4, in space. So we we go to space in 1996 for this one. This is where everything just... I mean, actually, number three is pretty bad. But this one, everything just gets really weird and confusing. But it, this is also directed, as we said, by uh, Brian Trenchard-Smith. Warwick Davis is still our lovely unnamed Leprechaun, thank God. Uh, because we don't want to lose him. He's just too good. Uh, and then the only nameable actor or actress in this film is Miguel A. Nunez Jr. And the only reason that he's really pointed out in this in this to us specifically, to me to Izzy and I specifically, is because he is the voodoo guy from the scary or from the um, Scooby Doo live action movie. And he yells at Daphne a lot. <laughs> uh yeah, but the whole time Scooby Doo. I was watching that, I was like, man, where do I know his voice from? Scooby Doo just gotta, think, just gotta think of him talking about his voodoo chicken. His, his ritual chicken. That's what I remember it's in like my a head store -bought so much. Chicken. Is what he says, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's a headless, skinned, store-bought chicken hanging upside down. He's like, that chicken's already dead. Anyways, this is about Leprechaun 4, not Scooby-Doo. So, in space, obviously. We're in space. So the movie's based in 2096. So we've got a couple years to go before we hit this time. Let's hope our technology is better. So submarines in space. Some marines. Submarines. Sub. <laughs> I caught that. And I was like, oh. Instead of spaceships, they have submarines. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in space. <laughs> I told you, it gets confusing, guys. <laughs> so there's marines in space. They're fighting a leprechaun who has bribed an alien princess to marry him. Well, okay. Actually, let's let's go back here. The reality is they're going to this planet to destroy and discover things it's not a it's not a, a search and rescue mission it is a destroy mission as they very make they make very clear in this and they're very mad a scientist comes with them um but this leprechaun who basically bribes uh this alien princess into marry him so he has all this power becomes a king the king leprechaun uh and they come upon his planet and they find him and they got they get into this huge battle there's a Frankenstein Nazi experiment, um, like a doctor trying to manipulate the Marines and um, and, and gorgeous female by and like the 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 female they didn't want there that beautiful female scientist that they didn't want there. He tries to experiment on them, but you know that you know that this movie is set in the future because not only are they, are they on spaceships, but the biologist, the female biologist, says that she was a Boy Scout, which was definitely not allowed back in the day in 19. 69 or 68 uh, 1996 that's the number <laughs> dyslexia is a thing guys 
numbers are hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was definitely not a thing back in the day. So, I didn't notice any new powers in this one. I... That, like of like of the leprechaun himself. I didn't either. Um... Um, he makes gold and things and jewels appear for the alien bride, alien princess, and uh, that's how he manipulates her into marrying him so he can become a king. I would be more curious as to how he got onto an alien planet to begin with. Yeah, I was really confused about that one too. Like, did he only did he create his own planet? But it's also like in caves. Like this entire planet is just like a cave. Yeah, I don't. They jumped from having like folklore leprechauns to let's just throw it into space and not have any answers. We're going sci-fi, <laughs> and everyone can breathe on these planets, and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no uh, spacesuits. Nothing needed like that. Um, I feel like we've already addressed this, but his weakness is sharing. He just doesn't like to share anything. He like has it's this whole his. monologue in this movie where he's like, do I really want to share with a princess? Um, or do I just want to kill her and take it all? <laughs> right. It has like this whole, like, do I want the title of king? Like, what is this? Internal dilemma. What I immediately noted is that they're called Marines in space, but I was like, clearly they're the Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 1996, they could have come up with this that name. Is, this is what we're going to run into in the future when Space Force actually like gets out there and is like fully in 2096. They're going to come upon this leprechaun planet and secretly it's just going to be Brian telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other question that they just left unaddressed was they assume aliens sneeze because... Like, his brides have to sneeze three times for him to be like, that's my bride. And, like, this is a humanoid-type bride. Yeah. But still, it assumes they sneeze. But, again, this movie just plays even further into the sex and greed portion. More so oh, the sex time. portion of humanity. So, yeah. Uh, this was she's my... A, she's a sexy, less-dressed uh, uh, alien princess. That's, yeah. Uh, this was my least favorite of so far of the leprechaun movies oh um, just wait it gets worse <laughs> so in 2000 they came out with leprechaun in the hood in the hood yes yeah, it's a da hood and so bad so i watched it um i don't even really want to talk about it <laughs> i was gonna say that's all you need to leave it as i watched it it's terrible and the, um the only thing i wanted to comment on is this weird thing in these movies that I've noticed in some of them where they they play on a lot of stereotypes uh, like the blonde the hot blonde bombshell but mm -hmm. they put these they play like the anti stereotype too so in uh, the in space movie there's the hot blonde bombshell, but she's the doctor and she's super intelligent. And even the Marines are like, no, you're not. You're a woman. Um, yeah. But she's like, no, I'm smart and I'm a doctor. Uh, and then in Into Hood, it follows these three musicians who are, I can't remember how they describe themselves, positive message rappers. Um, so they're all, their whole music that they're trying to get out is about building up their neighborhood and one of them is the super smart scientist like he's like throwing together all these chemicals in the bathroom to like protect themselves um but then they have like the alternative where it's super stereotyped ghetto black rappers and so i just i find it really weird that they have these incredibly tight stereotypes but they also show the other side and I'm like, why not just find, like, a good in-between or do just the good side and, like, a normal side? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird how they did that. I didn't watch the second one. Oh, there's a second one called Back to the Hood. Um, <laughs> With another duh. Yeah. I didn't watch that one. No, it's not. It's 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 definitely worse. It, there's no... Mm -mm. That's, that's all I can say is mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. And... Like oh, we said, the... basically oh, the movies just build on stereotypes and the idea that humanity is driven and corrupted by money and sex. Mm -hmm. 
which I feel like it still is trying to be driven that way. <laughs> so with that, we're going to finish out our episode with the history of leprechauns because I'm a nerd and I like to learn. Well, and there's so much history to leprechauns and nothing's there's there's nothing bad about learning some Irish history, which is what I love most. <laughs> so the story of leprechauns, um, as she said, kicks off in Ireland. The whole leprechaun origins, uh, like she said, comes from Ireland. So it starts with Ireland Celtic folklore, which began in an oral tradition. So it was just camps, campfire stories, basically. Mm -hmm. um, they're believed to be related to fairies or members of the goblin family. But I think the idea that they're more fairy uh, is ooh, more ooh. widely accepted, which is what they do in Supernatural. They're, they do like a fairy banishing spell. This is why people always tell me I'm like a fairy. <laughs> yes that's why um their name is thought to come from the word uh <laughs> i don't know um meaning small body and they are said to be only two to three feet tall uh they dwell in tiny underground caves or hollow tree trunks they like <laughs> that just makes me think of the keebler elves um <laughs> But uh, they are believed to make their living of gold by being shoemakers of the fairy world. And they, like I said, there are no female leprechauns. So nobody really has an origin story for where they came from or how they breed. But it's basically just tied up to magic. Secretly, they're like mogwais where you get them wet and you feed them after midnight and they just multiply. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Well... <laughs> They do, there is an origin story that they come from water sprites. And. <laughs> That's awesome. So that would be I interesting. I just love gremlins. <laughs> There's like very specific origin stories of where they come from. So the first one is that the Irish Celtic god and cultural hero, again, pronunciation, Lug. Yes, I believe so. Um, he was originally the god of the sun and light, and then he became a great warrior ruler of ancient Ireland. And if you're Irish or have a lot of knowledge about all this stuff, email us, correct us, tell us your thoughts. You know, tell us if we're saying things wrong. Please, no. We'll share it on the next episode. Um, but he was eventually transformed into Lug Crombe meaning stooping lug, and became associated with the underground world of uh, seed. Basically, mm -hmm. it's like the river sticks kind of thing for Greek mythology, um, where all the other gods were relegated as the people forgot their traditions and embraced new religions. Which is really cool to me, this idea that uh, there's not a singular religion, but all these religions can exist together, but as one religion gets kind of forgotten, their gods don't just disappear. They just kind of get like, they go somewhere else. So like the religion is still <laughs> they there. They go on vacation. Like it's still there. It's just not in your, like it's just not thought of, which I think is really, right. a really cool idea. Not that it's I- It's not something that's being prayed to or acknowledged consistently. Yeah. To continue the belief in. Exactly, but they're still there, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But basically, while he was down there, he became sort of a fairy craftsman, and uh, he turned into, like, Luke became Leprechaun, the diminutive fairy goblin in medieval folklore. Ouch. And then we get to the water sprites, like she was talking about. So the other thought is that... They came from the small water sprites of Celtic mythology. They were elves or fairies that first appeared in Irish literature called The Adventure of Fergus, Son of Letty, I think. What, you don't want to try Gaelic? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I think I've offended enough people today. That's fair. Um, and this dates to the 18th century. And so this is like some of the first written versions of the leprechaun origin that you have mm -hmm. a number of mischievous sprites capture the hero fergus while he is sleeping he's taken they take away his sword and attempt to carry him over some water 
Uh, Fergus wakes up when one of his toes touches the water surface and he manages to grab three of the sprites. The sprites win their freedom by promising to teach Fergus their swimming skills. I don't really know how this particular story turns into modern day leprechaun. But, yeah, uh, I can tell you. Yeah. Steal stealing children, maybe? <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Anyways. Unless maybe it's like a, you capture them and then you get like a wish. Like he wished to learn to swim. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Um, and he nice, snagged three of them, so there's your three wishes. So, there you go. Uh, other possible sources of inspiration are the terrible monsters, the Lubricanig, uh, who appear in the 12th century in the Book of Invasions. Didn't really find anything else about that. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't tell you. But there's the monster aspect. Uh, then there are the Chlorican, who are male spirits. Yeah, may sorry, male spirits <laughs> seen in wider European folklore, who are said to haunt cellars. They mm. live alone and often are dressed in fine red clothes. Which look at my fine red blouse. Yes, it flows in the wind. All red. <laughs> um, they're often described as lazy and small with bad habits of smoking and drinking and they carry a purse full of silver coins so this story is more related to like what we think of as modern day leprechauns I would say yeah um, they this part makes me giggle uh, they prefer to live in a well stocked wine cellar where they can scare away thieves for a little kickback of getting to drink whenever they want <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that'd be pretty cool too. I would love. I've always dreamed of owning my own wine cellar in my house someday, so that's a dream. So like, I'll be that person. Apparently, I'm gonna turn into a leprechaun. <laughs> no, 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 not a leprechaun. A male spirit. Oh right, I uh, I can't do that. I don't know if it's supposed hmm. to be a spirit or a sprite. I might have mistyped that. Hmm. Oh well. Either way, I want wine now. Either way, you're a clerican. Um, and then two more yet another idea is the Farderig who is an ugly little fairy with a wrinkled old face and he can change his size at will which to me just tells me that oral tradition took over and one guy from a different town was like oh they're really small and another guy from a different town was like wow they're really big and instead <laughs> of arguing with each other they were just like you know what they'll change sizes and they're like yeah that makes it easy now we're all right <laughs> Everything's good. Everyone's right. This Fardarig is very fond of practical jokes. I'm sorry, can you say that again for me? I'm sorry. The uh, Fardarig? <laughs> Did that know it for you? No, yeah, I need it one more time. <laughs> okay. Fardarig? Oh, there we go. That was a good one. Okay. Uh, but they <laughs> like to do practical jokes, um, even if they're really dangerous. Uh the one good trait that they have is that they grant wishes. And they've been known to release people who become trapped in fairyland. I want to become trapped in fairyland. <laughs> and I want to know what that's like. <laughs> just watch Charmed. You'll be okay. Oh, I guess that's right. The Don't stay in the in-betweens. Yes, exactly, because the brownies will kidnap your fairies. I got you. I got you. <laughs> This is what we used to do as children. We would not stand in the in-betweens. We would run through the in-betweens. You don't want to get caught in the in-betweens. Exactly. The doors, the shadows, the times. Yeah, man. Check yourself. It's a really good episode. I know. But it's so sad, too, because Piper's like, what more do you want from me? You sent brownies to kick me when I'm down? Or gremlins? I don't remember what they were. But uh... Yeah. Yeah, she was having a hard time with Leo, but um, Prue and, Prue and Phoebe were hilarious. Yeah, when they're like little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch that episode. It's the fairy episode. Anyways, uh, the last one, the Moros of Folklore from Celtic Gaelic uh, and Asturias, both in Spain, guard tombs and are associated with hidden treasure. Um, the leprechauns basically are created from a combination of all of these different origins, uh, mm -hmm. or, uh, oral traditions and literature 
changes over time, so they all just kind of get mixed together. But that brings us to the Leprechaun of today. Woo -woo. And if you play Dungeons and Dragons, um, like us nerds do, I personally would qualify them as lawful evil because they're mischievous and rude, but they do have to abide by their like cultural laws. Like if you catch them, you yeah. have to give wishes and yeah, stuff like that. I would say that's I would say that's spot on. Well done, D D and D. Uh, gold star right in the forehead <laughs> so let's go into some traditions and beliefs surrounding the leprechauns um you know like like the biggest one the pot of gold the big the everyone wants their pot of gold everyone's after me lucky charms <laughs> <laughs> so they're known uh to possess and hoard their prized pots and traditionally hide them in you'll find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow right how you, that's how you find it um so this means that the humans need to catch them in order to find this fortune because have you ever found the end of a rainbow i have not there is no end science it's a natural phenomenon da, 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 da. i'm pretty sure i've seen like a, a rainbow circle before at one point um but yeah so if you ever find the end of a rainbow hopefully you get a leprechaun and you can get some pot of gold selfies are didn't happen um, uh, yeah, for real. Uh, another symbol, or another one, is the the lucky symbols. So you get um, all the folklore. All, all the folklore. Apparently, there's forks in lores now. <laughs> uh, so folk folklore. Okay. Um, says capturing a leprechaun will provide luck in addition to three wishes. So obviously, you get to grant your your wishes, or they grant your wishes. But don't say them wrong. I forgot to mention this in the first movie, but because you talked about the lo lucky symbols and then there's the lucky charms, mm -hmm. I guess in the first movie, they did originally get permission for him to eat actual lucky charms. But then when the movie came out, General Mills was like, this is too dark. We don't like this. We don't want to be associated with this movie because their whole thing is kids. So they took away their permission. And so <gasps> they made it like a generic brand or something. And then there was a line. <gasps> I think it's the line at the end where he... Uh, shoots the thing or something um they switched mm -hmm. the line to be fuck you lucky charms to like to the <laughs> leprechaun yeah um, as a way to get like petty to be mad at them yeah but that's fucking hilarious i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> i think that's awesome um, oh general meals the leprechaun are also as we've said they are tiny little tricksters and assholes uh they, if you catch one, they will do whatever they can to distract you just long enough to get away so they don't have to show you their gold. Um, if you get their gold, they're going to do whatever they can to get it back. If you make a wish, they'll do whatever they can to sabotage that wish. Clearly. <laughs> um, which is why I think it's twisted that it's so celebrated in schools because, like you said, oh, so bad. <laughs> the teachers like tip... They, they would like take shit. out your tow trays and, and then they, they're and like, like, yeah, they make little foot marks like, the and they're like, here. find the leprechaun. And then at lunch, we're all looking in the four leaf clover pits looking for leprechauns. And what are we going to do if we find one and make a wish? We're going to die. Yeah. What? What's up, teachers? You trying to kill your students? Uh, yeah. And then yeah, all I can of see their Mrs. Roberts doing that. All of their <laughs> projects around St. Patrick's Day, because my kid just did it, is like, how are you going to catch one? What are your ideas? Just going to the school. You're trying to kill my child. <laughs> so the sights and the sounds. So it's often said that if you're near a dwelling, you can hear their cobbling of hammers. So like when they're hammering on shoes and making stuff or uh, or dancing to traditional Irish music, which I think is awesome. Um, and, you know, as they point out in Luck of the Irish, you got to make it with good, solid souls. And so I'm sure you would hear that on the dance floor 100%. Also, another thing you see with leprechauns and Irish a lot is green. It's always the color green. Everything has to be green. St. Patrick's Day is all about the green stuff. You got to wear green or you're going to get pinched, right? Well, their flag is has the green on it's, it. They're called the Emerald Isles. Orange, which it is it is very green in Ireland. Beautiful. Um, but before the 1800s, leprechauns were described as wearing red suits instead of green ones. That all changed in the late 1700s when the Irish poet named William, um, I'm going to hammer this, Allingham? I think I saw it maybe. Uh, he wrote about the leprechauns dressed in green. 
So that probably stuck and kind of became more intense as Ireland became the definition of green with everything, you know, as we said, uh, it's green there and they have green part of everything in their flag. Green, white, and orange. I do love their flag. I will say that. Speaking of Ireland, there's a small town called Carlingford, which claims to have the last living 236 leprechauns. Somebody, I, I guess... I wish I had gone there. My, uh, my thing with that is I picture someone knocking on like little wood tree trunks and going into caves and like taking a census like how many is in your home how would you describe yourself fairy leprechaun or goblin because <laughs> um, 236 is very pre- precise like i feel like that number is there for a reason but i don't know it but a local claimed to have seen a leprechaun in their area so a law was passed in 2009 officially listing leprechauns as a protected species it's they, the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they still do an annual like St. Patrick's Day hunt for leprechauns, but mm-hmm. I don't think they stress capturing one as much as like we sure. do in America where we're like, catch the goddamn things for greedy. Get so, the wishes and the money. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other place where that claims leprechauns is Mill Ends Park in Oregon. Which is not in Ireland, in case you were confused. It's an oregano. It's (laughs) Oregon. Um, And so Mills End Park is the world's, it's labeled the world's smallest park. It is basically, I guess, just like some flower pots (laughs) in the middle of a road. Uh, But beside that, the park is said to be home to a leprechaun colony and... The story of leprechauns living there dates back to 1947 when a local reporter began to write stories about the park's head leprechaun named Patrick O'Toole. The park has been declared the only leprechaun colony west of Ireland, and to this day, St. Patrick's Day celebrations are held there. And to me, somebody was like, what can we do to get tourism here? And they said, let's make the world's smallest park. And they're like, okay, but what makes that cool? And someone was like, what else is small? Leprechauns. Let's say leprechauns live there. <laughs> but those are the two places that state they have leprechauns currently living there. And I think I'm more likely to go to Carlingford looking for leprechauns than I am Oregon, personally. 100%. I yes. would love to go back to Ireland in a heartbeat. Leprechauns seem cool, but they're tricksters. But back to the Leprechaun movies, um, watch them just to say that you've watched them and form your own yeah. opinions. At least really watch the first one. The first one is is really good. Plus, Jennifer Aniston is just a sight to see in everything. Maybe one <laughs> through three, um, just so you can kind of get the idea of the way that they digress <laughs> or the way yeah, that they yeah. Uh, go. Yeah. I don't know. There's not much else to say about them. No. Uh, we've said our favorite kills. It's streaming on Peacock. And... Yeah, you can watch all of them on Peacock. They had like a whole St. Patrick's Day thing set up for it. Yeah, all of them are on Peacock. We'll have episode two coming out next week with the original or the new ones. Sorry, the remakes. The mm-hmm. two remakes. The 2014 and... and 18. And we will dig into the actual background of the Leprechaun movies, not just Leprechauns in general and after that we'll be back on our original schedule so you'll get three weeks in a row of horror cats and witch hats i I don't know what that sound was (laughs) i do want to give a quick shout out uh i think it's sierra starshine 13 is that her correct okay yep so i do want to give a quick shout out to sierra starshine 13 my baby girl and uh, sorry she is the first uh, of our instagram followers to actually partake <laughs> in our uh posts i guess you could say yeah her and her daughter i love you too thank you for listening we will do a kid-centric one and additionally you had said that 13 ghosts is your go-to scary movie we will uh-huh put that on the list to do very soon. So um, good. Another so shout good. out to 
uh, Jeremy Kahn. He has interacted with our Facebook way back when and Edgar Allan Poe when he interacted mm-hmm. with that one. Um, and lastly, shout out to listeners just for listening. Whether you interact with us or not, we appreciate you. We still love you guys. Thank you. But if you get a hankering to tell us something or interact, you can find us on Instagram at horror underscore cats underscore witch hats. All one word. (laughs) You can uh, also find us on Facebook with that same tag. Uh, Send us an email at horror cats witch hats. Again, all one word at gmail.com. And find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us. Uh, we have a five star rating on iTunes. I don't know if you know that. We have one Woo, review. That's it's awesome. five stars. <laughs> Thank you. I'm take Thank it. you for whoever did that. I appreciate it. You are the best. Um, but yes, we want to hear from you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week for part two. Meow, meow, meow. I don't know. I was gonna try and do like an Irish meow and then I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I was thinking that in my head too. <laughs> I'm gonna go have a Guinness. <laughs>